Hello, good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to... Oh, shit, of course, I don't have... <laughs> it's fine. Welcome to Let's Have a Fifi, Season 11, Episode 26, if you can believe that shit. I cannot believe we are still that far into doing this. Um, I, I didn't think we'd be doing this for like 10 months, much less 10 years, but you know, here we are. Um, we are still your Wednesday night conversation. Um, I'm Freddie Prince Charming and my special guest host uh, filling in for Felicia this evening is Jero the Jester. Yay! Yes, hello. Great to have you. Have um, and I'm I'm excited. I'm I am super excited. Um, for those of you following along at home, if you would like to support us, you can get exclusive content on our Patreon at patreon.com/slash Let's Have a Fifi. We'd like to thank our current patrons: Brandon, Chris, and Michelle, D. Drake, Jensen, Casey, Star, Carrie, and Corey, Kim, Joan, Leanne, Nicole, and the Shannon. Um, and of score, of course, uh, a very special thank you. Um, to our sponsors this evening or this this uh, this season rather, um, Success Boutique, LC Designs, and Wigs of a Kind. Um, Success Boutique has officially closed their doors um, after twelve years of business, uh, which really sucks for me because now I'm like I don't know where to get my shit. Um, but we still appreciate them, and most of my face is still stuff that I got from them. So we're gonna keep calling them a sponsor because I. Like every, everything in my makeup stuff has basically come from Success Boutique over the years. Um, so we definitely, definitely, definitely still appreciate them. Um, if you would sponsor us or tip us or whatever the fuck, you can do that at tip us. Uh, what am I saying? PayPal.me slash let's have a Fifi. It is one of those nights. I apologize. It is fine. Um, and if you are feeling brave, you can text LHAF to 602-730-7379, um, and Felicia will send you whatever it is that Felicia is going to send you. Could be updates to shows. Could be nudes. I don't know. No idea. Not a clue. But it's fine. Totally fine. Um, and if you are on the Facebook, um, they do, I guess we're still doing the Facebook stars thing. So you can click the little stars button um, and we can earn a few bucks that way too, which is exciting. Uh, thank you, of course, to folks like DJ Image, Eddie Omega, Emily, uh, Tony the Tiger, Mattia, uh, and Laura Renfro, who have already sent us a bunch of stars. And if y'all can believe this, we are over 10,000 downloads now on our podcast, which I'm super excited about. Um, I... I who know like that we we'd get to ten downloads, much less ten thousand. So yay, ten thousand downloads, whoopee. Um, so uh, Jero, how was your weekend? What have you been up to? So so oddly enough, this was a this past weekend was actually probably the most low key weekend I've had in like a year. Um, I'm in that in between spot where I'm I'm leaving Renaissance Festival stuff and I'm going into circus <laughs> stuff, and there's a tiny little window where I I don't have any gigs or anything so all i really did was i i took one of my uh my newest acts out that are coming uh with us to fan fusion into a show we have next week um he needed some boots for his uh his costume so i took him to where i get my shoes and uh spent the whole day pretty much shopping for leather boots all day and just talking shop about the show but super casual easy. okay where, where where do you get your shoes so for for clown stuff i go to cowtown boots uh i just get simple like basic pullover leathers easiest like 
you know, um, and they come in all kinds of different colors. And you'd be surprised. I have found some of my uh, favorite, most ridiculous boots at at that store. Like it's, it's huh. um, I almost bought it, walked out with a pair that were like diamond stitched leather dancer boots. Uh, that kind of like cap boot that has like the grippy heel and the slidey front part. Because I wanted to be ah. ringmaster boots, and I put those on. And I thought I'm gonna eat shit if I wear these though, uh, at, at least once during a set. So I, I just had to pass on. But they were like <laughs> silver, black. I was looking at them, going, I could put purple leather paint on these and and throw some gems on them. Would have been really cool. But other than that, that's about all I did was just shoe shopping. Kept it simple. I have, you know what? I don't think I've ever stepped into a Cowtown boots ever. Oh, it's it's ever. It's a. It's, I, I feel like n- now I may need to do so. You have to go. It's like almost a ghost town. It's like nobody there. It's one of those things where when I first went like a year ago, I was convinced because I grew up on like 35th Avenue. I was convinced the store was closed Ooh. and it was just there. <laughs> nobody was there. Parking lot's always empty. It's next to a sketchy as hell quick trip. Um, so I thought it was abandoned. And then I saw some, some one dude go in and out. And I was like, "There's that's open? I went in there, and their whole back <laughs> was just a shitload of boots uh, on one side of the back, um, men's way in the back, female on the side, and then, like, shirts and hats and just other yeehaw stuff. Huh. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it's... I have to go check it out yeah, one of these I mean, days. That's, that's 35th Avenue in a nutshell, though. It looks abandoned until you try and open the door. Right. Yeah, I, I, I knew someone that used to say nothing good ever happens in the avenues. So yeah, that's fair. That checks out. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, Jero is kind of a jack of all trades. Like you, you can find Jero at the Renaissance Festival doing juggling things and other stupid human tricks, um, circusy stuff, um, fan fusion, like all the things. So like that, yeah. So if 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 you if you ever wander into things like you know the Renaissance Festival, as one is wont to do in the beginning months when it's not blistering hot, um, if you see on the uh, the schedule uh, Jerome King of Fools, which is the one and the same. That's that's me. So that's it's uh and so it's you know it's it's he does all the things yeah it's all the things and it's it's and it's one of my favorite does, roles so. too because like that's since i don't wear face paint for that role usually I'll, I'll i'll do that role for like two months of the show and then like three months beforehand for preseason doing like promotional appearances and tv and whatnot by the time i get to my off season i'll just be at like a store or something and i'll once in a while get someone kind of going like this move at me and i'll just squint back and they're going <laughs> where do I know you from? And I'm like, Renaissance Festival. And they go, maybe. And I go, fat guy in orange. And they're like, it's that guy. It's the big dude with the goofy hat. And that's when they're all like, oh, we've seen your show. And, you know, what else do you do? You don't travel? Like, nope. That's funny. I get the head cock all the time, too. Mm -hmm. And people are trying to figure out where they know me. You're just watching them do the math for a second, you know? Right. They're like, of course, I get recognized in the weirdest places. Like, Mm -hmm random people's weddings or like the Asian market or like very, very strange. Yeah. It's, it's never where you want to be recognized either. It's always like, right. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Okay. My weekend was interesting. Friday. We actually like, I think I had a downtime for like the first time in weeks, literally like it, it wasn't a lot. It was, it was in the end 
So my partner and I played some Mario Kart. Nice. That was how I spent my evening on Friday. Like my partner and I, we did the Mario Kart. We got one of our friends to jump in. Um, actually, it was one of our friends that was working at the Blonde Swan. Uh, oh, during the Ren Fair. Yeah. Right. So she popped on. We played a little bit of Mario Kart there. We cussed out her teenager because that's what one does when one is playing Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday was busy. I had um, a wedding rehearsal in the afternoon. And then sex trivia um, Saturday night, uh, and we have determined um, this is this is facts, y'all, facts uh, that um, <clears throat> along with uh, the genitals um, and things, uh, the 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 organ that also swells when one is the inside of the organ that also swells. Uh, when sexually aroused, um, are the abs. Um, we're just going to go with it. So uh, this is, I'm, I'm going to go with that. Um, I am not overweight by any means. Um, I am just constantly in a state of arousal. Therefore, my abs are swollen. Swollen abs. That makes sense to me. That's just what it is. Just swollen abs. Swollen. Yeah. So... Just a That's healthy just what of, that is. Healthy coat of ready so to go. If any, great. So if anybody thinks that that you know uh, that I am you know overweight, no, 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 I am simply aroused, and my abs therefore are showing that and presenting them to you. So Felicia just about died, <laughs> died. Uh, that was that was. She had to stop and find a tissue and keep things from melt like it was it was funny as hell it was fantastic uh sunday was the wedding that i was officiating um i enjoy officiating weddings because like they they pay me for like 20 minutes worth of work essentially is what it boils down to Same. um but i'm like it's it's fine um i ended up I, now mind you i'm i'm grateful that they fed me Wedding food, of course, is always a little like, eh. I don't think I know anybody that has ever left a wedding going, wow, I'm really satisfied. No, everybody leaves a wedding and goes find a fucking burrito. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just what it is, right? So I am I am grateful that they fed me and that they didn't give me like a vendor meal, which is usually a fucking sandwich or some shit. Like, I was actually able to eat the actual food, which was kind of nice. Um, the uh, The table that they had me at was interesting i feel like i was at the table where they're like well i don't know where else to put these people so we're gonna put them at this table i had three of the groom's friends who he'd known forever like he was playing i think basketball online with them like on the playstation for like 13 something years like since they were like before they were 18 like they he's known these kids since they were like 16 like he's known them a long time they'd never met in person none of them had ever met in person which, but he invited because he'd known them for over a decade. He invited him to the wedding, so it was like, yeah, yeah French, um, right? Uh, one of them had his girlfriend, um, and then an uncle who obviously wasn't, um, he wasn't, you know, a good enough uncle to be like with the rest of the family. <laughs> Just said, we'll, so they put him we'll put a chair for you somewhere, kind of uncle. <laughs> Right. 
Um, and then he was there with his his daughter, who would have been the groom's cousin. Um, but everybody thought that his daughter was his date. Um, I, in fact, wasn't entirely sure either until he said that, oh, no, this is my daughter. Like, ooh. Cool. Awkward. Cool, cool. Um, right. Uh, one of the... Fr- okay, so... <laughs> When they brought out the salad, it was a Caesar salad with like a like a piece of like French bread that had been like toasted with some cheese on it, like a crouton, right? It was like a, it was a large, larger crouton, right? So they bring out this Caesar salad with this little crouton, and one of the friends thought that the crouton was hash browns. Uh, the uncle thought it was fish. I'm like, are y'all new to salad? Like, do you not understand how salads work? No one's ever going to give you hash browns or fish with a salad. If your bread looks like, like meat, that's a problem. It didn't. It literally looked, just looked like, like, like maybe like garlic bread with cheese on it. I'm like, you've never, are you new to, is it the salad or the bread that's confusing you? Which one are you new to? Because like, I, it's very strange. It's very, I, I, I'm not, I, it was, mm. um, and then uh, it was sort of a buffet style, but you could basically just go around once to the, around the, like they, they called you up by table and you just went around once and they slapped this giant white fish, this coconut crusted white fish, which frankly could have been about this big. Mm. This was unnecessary. It was bland and had no flavor. It took up like two thirds of the plate. There was no fucking reason for it. Um, but they had like a little prime rib section, and but like the, it was, I don't know. I guess the guy didn't like me because he just sort of shaved off two little pieces and threw it on my plate whereas everybody else got like good slices of it. I was like, fuck mm. you, dude, whatever. But the friend who thought that the crouton was hash browns also then proceeded to eat the prime rib with his fingers. Now, prime rib is not a great finger food. No. It's just not. Mm-mm. And the dude had like his plate pushed slightly forward and his napkin like in front of the plate and was literally like eat. And then he'd like, he'd like take a chunk and like pop it and then like lick his fingers and like wipe it on the napkin. I'm like, <sighs> did he like not have utensils? Cause I've seen people who like don't get a fork and are too anxious to ask for once. They're just oh, like, no, no. I'm just going to eat oh, no. with hands. Oh no, he had utensils. He we all we all had the utensils, and he was just choosing to not use them. Um, and then the uncle, bless his heart, kept trying to because the way that the tables were set, um, they had like you know the the big like metal chargers that you put the plates on at the table. Like yeah. they, they're usually like gold or silver or red or right. whatever fucking color, right? You put the plates on top of it, right? That is not a plate. That's a charger. You. you so the uncle kept trying to took his charger up to the buffet because he thought that was the plate. It was, it was very, very mm. interesting. And then the daughter said she was 25. I was thought she was like 35, which is why I assumed that she was his date and not his daughter. That makes sense. I, yeah, it was, um, it was interesting. It was a, very interesting evening um i made friends with the dj i think he might have been gay but i'm not sure gay-ish gay adjacent, gay adjacent. <laughs> something gay adjacent. i i not entirely sure i i i, I think 
I think he was gay. I think he was gay. I'm mad that I didn't get any fucking cake because they had decided like they're going to do all the fucking dances first before they cut the fucking cake. I'm like, all right, it's really late. I have to go home now. Oh. I still didn't get any cake. I was really mad about that. That's the only reason why I go to weddings. I just want the fucking that's cake. The, but that's that's the main reason. Like I've I've officiated a few and like you want to know what the spread is and most importantly what's the cake. Take some home, you know. Like they had the cake. It was sitting yeah. there. It was really pretty. Like you know, they had them cut like a piece from behind so they could like get the pictures and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh look, they're gonna cut the cake. This is could have just swiped that and gone. I should have. I should just which I have, which there. I have done. I would have been like, man, I'm just gonna cut this fucking piece of Ugh. right. Just, just jab and go. I was so mad. I was so mad, but mm. it's fine. So, speaking of queer adjacent folks, people who may or may not be, you know, totally out. That brings me to my tip this evening, and my tip this evening is actually inspired by a a recent. Um, situation i should say maybe that my uh that my partners had to uh <laughs> had to deal with so here's the thing we all know people who aren't totally out in one way or another you know whether it's their their orientation their gender their relationship type whatever it is like we all know somebody that isn't you know flying that flag high 24 7 like we, you know whatever and that's fine you know, we are all at different points in our journey, whether it's, you know, learning where we are as far as our, our gender or, you know, who we like to get naked with or whatever. We get it. Totally get it. And, okay, but the, here's the thing, though. If you are out pretty much everywhere and with everyone, which many of us are, um, it's <sighs> dating someone who isn't can be difficult. And I know in a lot of ways for a lot of people, um, it can kind of be a deal breaker too, you know, and, and, and which, which is fine. Everybody has that, you know, it's like, well, if I've worked this hard, you know, I can't, date somebody that is still in the closet and whatever. Like I, I, that's fine. Like everybody has their deal breakers and that could be one of them. I'm not generally a fan of dating people that aren't out because of that kind of reason. I'm like, I can't, I can't be somebody's like dirty little secret. Not, it's not going to work well for me. It almost feels like, and you know, with that, like those kind of relationships, it's, you know, trying to follow those rules can be almost detrimental, you know, not disrespecting their person, but like if you're having to go through all that extra, fluff of you know almost a hidden relationship sometimes it makes it harder on like you specifically and thinking about yourself in relationships sometimes has to happen right and i mean we say that all the time it's like no and when and when you know when it comes to boundaries it's like boundaries have nothing to do with you boundaries are all about me you know this is not mm -hmm. something i'm willing to do and that's you know the here's the thing so if you are out you don't get to force someone else to be out just to accommodate you. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to respect that, okay, this person isn't there yet. This person isn't ready. And, you know, that means that, you know, then you're just gonna 
you know, it, it is what it is, you know? <sighs> so you don't get to just be like, okay, you get to come out because I'm out and I'm not going to make this not out. So in order to accommodate me, you have to be out. But at the same token, if you're not out, you can't automatically expect potential partners to put themselves back in the proverbial closet for you. So some examples, right? Like I'm not, if, you know, if someone's like, oh, well, you know, I can't let anybody know that, you know, you're, you're trans. So you, you have to, you know, we have to tone down your social media or whatever. I'm like, ah, that's, that's not going to work for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's Anytime they say tone, the word tone down when talking about you, it's like, that's, that's right. almost a full shut off. Right. Is, is like, okay, you mm-hmm. already want to muffle what I'm doing or what I'm going to be. That begs the question, do you do you like this version of me? Do you like me for me? Or do you like the right. idea of having your version of me? Right. That's that's exactly it. Some examples for folks that may be like, what are you even talking about? So, okay. Say you are gay. You meet someone who is also gay, but they're only gay when they're out at the bar. So in other public settings or with family or with friends at work, they're not. They are very much in the closet they are very much you know they are straight acting with gigantic air quotes around things um you know they're they just the only time that they are themselves honestly authentic is when they're out at a gay bar because they figure that they're not going to run into anybody which then puts you in the situation of where if you're in a relationship with this person you have to be okay with just being the friend that tags along at family gatherings or whatever, or not even going at all. Like, oh, okay, well, it's Thanksgiving. Okay, I'll see you later. It's like, uh, okay. Uh, dinners or whatever in public places may not even be on the table because somebody might see you and somebody might then assume that you're gay if you're having dinner with this other person who is more out and more obviously gay. And I'm using very large air quotes around these things here, people. Um, but... You know what I mean? Like, you you know, God forbid that, you know, somebody see like two men eating out together, because if you see two men sitting at dinner, then they must obviously be gay. Mm. Um, Another example is, say your partner is trans and is very public about their transition. That would be someone like me. You know, they haven't erased their past from their social media. I haven't done that either. Um, You know, they do a lot of public speaking. Um and maybe you are also trans, but you haven't started any like real sort of transition yet. You know, it's still, you know, you know that you're trans, but nobody else does. Um, Your partner uses your preferred name and your correct pronouns, but you don't want them using them around your work or your family. Uh, You're also worried that someone may clock your partners, which could make them question you. Um, in a plethora of ways, if they clock them as trans, maybe they'll think that you're gay or that you're a lesbian or that, you know, you're some other freak because you happen to be, you know, you have a weird fetish because you're dating this trans person over here. Um, or um, another uh, another example is say that you're poly and you're open about it with, you know, pretty much everyone, like maybe not so much at work because that can be, uh, be a little bit tricky when, you know, you know. Um, Oh shit, we lost Jero. Where did Jero go? Oh, there's Jero. Jero came back. Okay, that was weird. There we go. Wait for a second. We lost you. There you go. Whew. Yeah. Of course. 
<laughs> All right. So, I was still following along. I'm just like. <laughs> you hit the wrong button. It's all right. It happens. Don't worry. <laughs> um, all right. So you're poly and you're open about it with pretty much everyone. Just work maybe because, you know, work is a little bit, you know, whatever. Um, and so you, you you meet someone, whether it's on a dating app, whether it's at a poly meetup, whether it's at a conference or whatever. You talk to them. You go on a few dates. Uh, they happen to mention that they uh, they have their parents living with them. Um, which is fine. Lord knows, God, in this economy, you have to have 18 roommates just to be able to afford rent. Like, yeah. I fucking get it, right? But then they mention that their parents or their in-laws or their family member or whatever it is are either super conservative or they're really religious or maybe they're just really fucking judgy. Mm-hmm. So they haven't told them that you're they're poly. That can create issues because it's like, all right, so does that mean... Here. Okay. Joe keeps hitting the wrong button. Um, so, you know, that, (laughs) (laughs) so that could be, you know, that, that can, that can create issues because, you know, if you're, if you're living with family and, you know, you want, you know, if you're poly or whatever, and you want your, your partner to be able to hang out, it's like, all right, well, then there's there's rules or do I have to just pretend to be a friend when I'm over there? Or does that mean you can only come over to my house? Like there's different, it, it creates issues and it, it, it just, it puts people in a very difficult spot. Really and again, I'm going to say, right. right. Um, you make one and, person you know, feel like I'm they're gonna, not as important as the other when you have to play that many games. Right. And then you end up with weird hierarchy mm-hmm. or, you know, it just, it's, eh. which I will say again, there's nothing wrong with being closeted. We all have different reasons for not telling or for being openly authentic. You know, some, it, it, it everybody's at a different spot. Not everybody is, you know, Hey, here are all my flags and I'm just going to fly them, you know? And that's, that's, that's fine. Um, you know, it may be that, you know, maybe you need more time to be more comfortable with your self um maybe it could if you happen to be like military or something along those lines you know whatever your reasoning it's yours and it's valid but what isn't valid is automatically expecting folks who are out to be able to hide who they are or hide their relationship with you because of your not being out or being fully comfortable with who you are yet and you know their prerogative is to be like, you know what? I'm not able to do that. You know, you may like somebody. Uh, you may think that they are a great conversationalist. You may think that they're really fucking cute. You may like, you may love spending time with them, but if spending time with them means compromising yourself, that's, that's a hard no for a lot of people. And that is okay too. And did what? <gasps> stop touching things. <laughs> I'm gonna stand just like this. I keep putting my hands down, <laughs> and then it freaks out. I'm just gonna stay like this. It's fine. I'm just posing for just dominance. <laughs> this is my views and butthead impersonation. You're in a box right now. You're in a I, box. You're in a box. I, I do that. Get out of the box. Yeah, this is fine. Just um, right here. I mean, like I said, personally. I, I don't think I could date anybody who wasn't out. You know, I, 
I don't think I could date somebody that needed to be, you know, discreet. Um, I've done way too much self-work to be able to live authentically, you know? Like, I... Wasn't even, wasn't even a button that time. I'm just standing here. <laughs> but I'm... I'm hearing what I'm hearing what you're saying though. Um, you know, as as having a hard time dating someone like that, and then and um, to jump in on that before it freaks out on me again, is um, on the other on the other side of that, I can offer the the perspective. At one point, I I actually was that person who was like closeted and didn't want to be so openly about it. I had a hard time like dating at all because fans of that idea until I was comfortable with myself it really was kind of a non-issue as far as like finding anybody until I finally realized, you know, it's kind of everyone being collateral damage to my own journey was kind of not fair. Um, until I found who I have now, you know, my, my husband got me really, really a lot better at uh, being a lot more open about it. So. And, and that's, you know, that's fantastic. And it, it's, you know, and, and, it's, it's always hard. It's always that weird sort of fine line because you don't want to like, you don't want to tell people, well, you know, you have to be out and you have to be open and you have to be, you know, whatever. But if you're somebody that has really, you know, really put in that work and, you know, it took me 35 years to come out as trans and, you know, start transitioning. Mm -hmm. I am not going back in the fucking closet. Like I am not going to pretend like I, I am, I am, I am outspoken about it. I educate about it like i do all these things all of look for fuck's sake i've got trans yeah. shit all over my walls like i'm not gonna take these things down because it's gonna make somebody you know uncomfortable or whatever yeah. it's yeah. like no that's that's you know and you don't want to date me because of, that's fine that's fine yeah i'm Taking not going to chase you forward is way more important right I mean, like, if, you know, if, if that's a, you know, if you have a problem with that, that's something that you probably need to look at inside yourself, then mm -hmm. have it be my problem, because it's not my fucking problem, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, Keeping it front-facing as you go forward with your identity makes a lot more sense, like, and that's something that um, I'm incorporating more and more into performances, too. Like, uh, like I'm I'm really stoked about that. Uh, so, you know, we had the Pride Day at the Renaissance Fair mm -hmm. that you're part of now. Yeah. Um, we've already got the date for next year's already set, and um, you've already seen like my costume that I wear out there. I'm actually having created right now a one-to-one -one recreation of the entire costume in uh, in in by Pride Colors. Just That's fucking fantastic. And go super loud about it. I think that that's fucking fantastic. I just want uh, more excuses so, for purple coats. What can I say? Just just sort of on that subject. The one thing that I found so interesting at the Ren Fair this year, and I think I noticed it more than ever, is that because we went, I think we went three weekends. Mm -hmm. Like we went three weekends to the Ren Fair. And every time we went, oh my God, the amount of like right wingers wearing like amosexual shirts and shit. I was like, do you understand where you even are? You should, you should see some of the, like, cause you know, when I'm not on stage, I'm also doing the promotional coordinating for that kind of stuff. You should see some of the comments we get. Like what's, what's funny is we'll, we'll post, you know, um, all kinds of our sponsors and stuff because we want to acknowledge the sponsors that support right. the festival, which is great. Um, one of our sponsors is Bud Light. And that, that went off 
you know, with just everybody who felt the need to have a really strong, stupid opinion because they don't want to realize where they are in 2023 at a Renaissance festival where things like Pride Days thrive. Um, it was when I also, got let's, positioned as... I mean, for fuck's sake, if it's any kind of theater, the chances are there's a good chunk of folks involved they are going to be queer in some way. Most, yeah, and, and most Renaissance festival performers will tell you that, like, you know, queer performance uh, of any kind dates further back than the Renaissance. It just became even more prevalent there. You know, 17th century France, Italy. Just pick a country. Just shuffle the packet, pick a card. It, it, it's very commonplace in history as far back as ancient Greece. So when we do it, it makes perfect sense. But everybody wants to bring their opinion, outdated yet modern opinion, whatever, into the festival um, and, and go off about it. And I it, just, it I, almost always happens online. I just think it's funny. Like I just, I, I was cracking up like just the whole time, like I'm walking around and I'm looking at these people that like, they're all wearing, what, what is that? There's that stupid brand now that's like all the ammo sexuals wear. And it's, I don't uh, know, it's got the, 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 I know you're talking about, but I haven't, I can't remember the name. It's got like the muskets and shit I can't, on it, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's the one that they all, they all have now. It's like their yeah. fucking uniform. Yeah, and was, I don't know how many versions of that shirt I saw all over the fucking Ren Fair. Yeah, when and I'm like, and I'm looking at like even the vendors and stuff have like rainbow things, mm -hmm. and I'm like, yeah, do you even know where you are? Why it, are you exactly. here? Like, I'm sorry that we didn't give you a drag story hour to protest. Like, right. you got to bring which, it to here. Like, which we have talked about. <laughs> um, when when we. Um, publicly repackaged our pride day which was a huge project when i went from being an entertainer but an entertainer who also helps build the festival's image um one of the things i really insisted on was i wanted to make pride day a bigger deal again because it kind of uh out of the wayside a little bit because we used to rely on echo magazine back in the day um right. and then echo folded right. and we didn't really have a presence to an extent um and that was when I wanted to relaunch it with this, with a new uh, face on it using, you know, drag performers I know, personalities across the queer community, uh, you know, you, Ben Havoc, Justin Sider, Satanic, all you guys. And um, when we repackaged it, the amount of people who were suddenly up in arms as if we hadn't been already doing it for like 16, 17 years, you know, um it so turned bizarre. into this big just clusterfuck of what do you mean there's gay shit at the renaissance festival yes it's everywhere there's always gay we shit like it, it doesn't matter way. what weekend you go there's gay shit uh, and yes yeah. Felicia, even on pride day like there were still like like it, like even on uh, pride day there were people there with their fucking shirts and mm -hmm. flags and american flags and shit all over oh, yeah. the place they felt the just... need to help me to protest it was a whole it was just I just I just had to chuckle. And also, I was going to say, okay, whatever, do whatever you, you want to do. Group of folks that were walking around, I think it was on Pride Day. It was either Pride Day or the second weekend that we went. Um, but there was like a group of Vikings there. And these people were walking around, like the dudes are walking around with no shirt, no shoes. I'm like, y'all look dumb as fuck. You don't look hot. You don't look authentic. You look stupid in your fucking little kilt thing with no shirt and no shoes walking around gravel. Vikings weren't that stupid.
Yeah, typically when we see barefoot walkers at the festival, it's um, usually if it's if it's not somebody who was told to wear inside and then ditched them later, or it's you know somebody who is sometimes on something that's happened a couple times, or or one or one or two instances this year where we had somebody walking around because our performers accidentally um, shamed them for wearing Crocs to the festival. A couple, a couple of us do this. If we spot, if 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 a Renaissance, if we spot Crocs, we'll walk up to you and just go, "What are those?" and just answer. Just but but what what are those? And we'll get everybody in the vicinity to point out, like, why the fuck did you wear Crocs out here? Um, and we had to one person pick up and throw theirs away, thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna buy some shoes while I'm out here," not realizing we like have to do a multi-day appointment to get boots at the festival most of the time. Um, <laughs> so, f- yeah, don't wear Crocs to Renaissance Festival. We're, we're coming for you. It's... <laughs> yeah, and Dee said that, that the, like, the, 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 the nerd day, like, when the, like, when the Fan Fusion folks came out, like, when that was, like, that, the Time oh, yeah, Travelers the weekend, the I think time it was, weekend. it was. Yeah. Yes, that's mm-hmm. one. Like, the the amount of conservatives that were there, I'm like, okay, yeah. y'all obviously don't read the comics and have don't know anything about any of these superheroes because they are li- mm-hmm. actually literally against everything that you stand for. But you do you. Go ahead and you wear that yeah, Punisher sticker. It's so fucking stupid. Yeah, ma- oh, oh, man. the number of people like it's just um. Oh Lord, he hit the button again. Oh wait, 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 wait. There we go. Oh, the pun. You said Punisher go. sticker, so I just kind of went. Damn it, Punisher sticker. Yeah, that's Insane. that's a big one. Of like, you you see them everywhere, and if you'd read enough about the comics, you know Frank Castle is absolutely not a fan of cops. You know, it's, no. Uh, time and and with time travel, like it's it's one of our big things when we bring in you know our friends from like Fan Fusion, where you know we're supposed to be accepting of everybody and we put on the best show possible by collaborating everything like a lot of folks might not know but the the tardis that's been outside uh this year and last year um i built that (laughs) that's that's a a part of me and part of my creation team uh put that together because we needed a new one and we built it with the idea in mind that like again it's it's a big symbol like doctor who especially you know being an all-encompassing fandom same with Ghostbusters, and we had the Transformers out this time, and we bring in Star Wars and the Avengers, and so many people who don't read, like, the current content don't actually, they'll come out and they'll think that they can have a right-wing opinion of, you know, oh, no, it's Princess Leia. No, it's General Leia. Fucking excuse you. Um, Randoms are different. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. And everybody, you know, I, I love the people that are talking about Star Trek, you know, oh, God, Star Trek went woke. I'm sorry. Have you not watched any of Star Trek ever, ever? Yeah. Like n- no. Okay, cool. You obviously don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but mm-hmm. all right, you do you. Like Klingons are more. It's just I don't know. I just think it's. I just think it's hysterical that mm-hmm. you know these folks are are they always make the biggest stinking areas that I'm like okay you do realize that there's a whole fuck ton of queers all over the place here right you know that right okay cool you whatever. My favorites just, are the ones always. that are super right wing, but also want to be history buffs, and like half the crap they say is wrong. Oh, God, uh, mm-hmm. 
We get those on show days. Yeah. We get those in the cast too. We'll have like, and we usually weed those out before show opens. Of course, we always have folks who try and join the cast who will stick their foot in the mouth at a, a workshop or something and immediately be like, well, everything you just said is wrong, super bigoted, and we don't want you here. And they're gone. Fucking people. That, that blows my mind. It just at, at this point, I'm just like, the fuck? I, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. weird. Anyway, oh, hey, Vinny. Vinny hasn't joined us for a minute in watching this. He must have some time on his hands. All right, so we do have a few news headlines. Uh, I think everybody knows at this point that Tucker Carlson has been fired from Fox News. Mm. It's about time. However, we know that it ain't going to change shit. Foxy Fox News will just have somebody else yeah. spewing dumb shit. And you know that he's going to go right from there to working for or some other right wing conspiracy slang and news network by like the end of next week. So, like, it's not going to change anything. Nothing. The whole. Yeah, the whole thing between the two of them, I was I was telling somebody earlier, this is, it kind of reminds me a bit of like um, a bit of House of the Dragon. Like you're watching because everyone else is watching, but by the halfway point of the entire scenario, you're not rooting for anybody, but you're just going to see how this wraps up. Uh, you're just kind of like, don't care, Fox, don't so, care, Tucker, whatever. Yeah. I haven't watched House of the Dragon yet. I, watched it I one finally thing. got through Game of... Was, mm. I... I I watched Game of Thrones for the first time earlier this year and was yelling at it constantly. And then by the end of it, I was like, "This was so fucking stupid." And I was I was I was angry. It made me very angry. Yeah, I was uh, I was house sitting for somebody, and they had uh, HBO. So I watched. I said, "Screw! I'm gonna see how this is all about," and watched House of the Dragon. There are more fun things to do than watch House of the Dragon, like taxes, change your oil. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Just that's kind of what I was kind of what I watch was gathering. paint dry, mm-hmm. grass grow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll, I'll watch it eventually, but it'll probably be like three years from now after that, you know, I don't give a fuck. And in politics, even though his approval ratings are tied for this, he's right up down there with Reagan. Um, of any president in the last 70 years, Biden has announced his intention to run for reelection in 2024. Uh, maybe he'll actually do something between now and then that'll have folks actually wanting to vote for him again. Um, but also we can't do another right wing nut job right now. So it's like, yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, we, we all said it at the, when he ran this last time, we all said, fine, Biden, but this is bullshit. If it comes down to it, fine, Biden, it's still bullshit. It is still bullshit. I'm... I've said this on this show before, and I'm going to continue to say it, um, that I am appalled at the fact that there's been complete silence from Washington while all these attacks continue to happen on the drag and trans communities. um, And the whole like states right thing is whole bullshit. And there's been, and the fact that they like there are people on the Supreme court that have openly said that they are for taking people's rights away, but nothing's been like, there's gotta be things that can be done. You can't just be like, Oh, this person wants to be on the Supreme court. And they've said that they want to take people's rights away. That sounds like a really good idea. No, you don't get to do that, but whatever. Like the fact that there's been nothing, there's been dead silence from everybody over on Capitol Hill. It's a failure to act by people like, who genuinely probably could actually do something if they wanted to put in the effort to do something. Instead, they just want to be lazy and see how it plays out. 
I'm like, people were all like, yay, look, first black woman vice president. The fuck has she done? She ain't done shit. Nothing. Nothing. Not one goddamn thing. She hasn't, I haven't seen anything that she's said anything. She hasn't even said it. Like, there's been nothing that, like, you know, you know, VP Harris comes out against this, blah, blah, nothing. Not a goddamn thing. It's really been kind of a paper presidency overall, which has been a shame. Fucking, it's so disappointing. So fucking disappointing. Like, we had four years of worrying about what was going to happen as far as like civil rights and all this other shit. And mm-hmm. we're like, Oh, thank God. All right. At least we got Biden in there, you know, maybe with, uh, you know, with, with, you know, I mean, he, he was Obama's VP for eight fucking years. Like, you know, he, he should know how to do this by now. No, got nothing. No, nothing. Being completely it's... honest. I feel like half of us that were looking at like the Biden Harris team and seeing that Joe's like a thousand years old kind of hoping he was just gonna just gonna die halfway through and and let her step up and but then she hasn't done anything so right wouldn't have mattered. and that was the that was the other thing too it's like all right well if he doesn't make it then harris will step up and and i was hoping that you know she'd be more vocal about things and there'd be you'd see some action from her or like deafening silence nothing nothing like what the fuck what the actual fuck like i wish they could tell me what the fuck i wish i could go knock on their door and be like what the fuck because it's just like what it doesn't i don't know it's stupid um part of interesting i was gonna say but i bet you if if one of their kids came out then it would be an issue doesn't doesn't biden have or no it wasn't biden somebody I feel like somebody has somebody queer in their family. I don't know. When it was when it goes to their doorstep, then then I bet something would happen. But until then, they're content to just stay inside. Right. Like it's just, it's 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 disappointing to say the least. Um, so an interesting piece of news this is a little bit more positive. Um, as a part of its Barbie fashionistas line, Mattel has released the first Barbie that represents people with Down syndrome. Um, the fashionistas is supposed to offer kids a more sort of diverse representations of beauty. Um, they have a doll with a prosthetic leg. I think that's a Ken doll actually. Um, there's one with hearing aids, one uh, with a wheelchair and one with vitiligo. Um, so let's paint the drag cave like a TARDIS. My partner says, whose drag cave is this? Um, I'm not repainting this. You mean the outside or the inside? Well, it's bigger yeah. on the inside. Anyway. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of interesting that, you know, that that Barbie is now starting to be actually sort of more diverse. Yeah. Back in the day, I think it was in the 80s, um, they came out with a Barbie that had a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Um, but the wheelchair was actually too big to fit through the door of Barbie's dream house. So instead of redesigning the dream house, they ditched the Barbie. One of, yeah, one of those is easier to do. I like that um, that apparently actually spoken with medical professionals for frames of reference on these things too, mm-hmm. to make them like actually as accurate as possible, which I think is a super like good wholesome initiative to create good recognition for people that have these that have these conditions to feel seen, which is fantastic. 
Right. They're not just like, oh, well, this is what we think this is. And, you know, yeah. I think the um, the new one uh, with Down syndrome, I believe, actually has uh, leg braces. Because I think that, mm-hmm. uh, apparently that's uh, fairly common with folks that have Down syndrome, especially her, they have the, the leg braces to, to help, like, correct issues there. So it's like, it's not just, here's this thing, the doll that kind of looks like it has down like you know like they're actually yeah nobody nobody eyeballed down syndrome which is great because that never ends right and i think um a there was a there was a model with down syndrome in london who i think said something about the dolls and was super thrilled that they were like accurate and representing properly Mm -hmm. um there is um um what is it uh have you seen the the drag group in the uk called uh drag syndrome no but that sounds amazing they are they're fantastic um i think they were actually at drag con this year um but all of them the entire group um are they're they're drag artists and they all have Mm -hmm. down syndrome and they they're they're fantastic like they get out there that's super supportive i like that I think it was, um, I think that like it started, like they all went to like a, a day program or something like that. And one of the organizers of the day program, um, like, I think, I don't know if they were watching RuPaul or something. And one of the, one of the folks was like, oh, that looks really cool. I'll do that. And they're like, all right, here, let's do it. So the guy who like organizes like the day program, like learned how to do some makeup so that he could mm-hmm. teach them how to do Like it was, it was, yeah, but cool, they, too. they, they're, it's. There's like seven or eight in the group or something yeah. like that. It's fantastic. They're they're awesome. That's they're that's very, that's very cool. Kind of, that's the kind of thing I hope for with um on on this coming Monday, uh, Gaslight Circus. We have our second show with the we have a new partnership with the Arizona Rec Center for the Handicapped. Um oh, that kind awesome. of like day program inspiration is something I'm super hoping for with with what we do over there. Because um, you know, they deserve as much of a chance as anybody else to get to express themselves. And if they haven't found the vehicle yet, this could be it. And, you know, when you say like, you know, they're disabled or handicapped or whatever, like it it doesn't mean that people are incapable of doing things. Like it, I don't, there's still that weird, like that sort of stigma, I think that comes with some things that, you know, that automatically, oh, well you were born with this defect or whatever so it must mean that you are extremely limited as shut up and And, but the great thing about the circus too is that when you have people that say those to those things that's that's usually where those people thrive with us i mean look at you know the 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 long history of sideshow you know how many people were you know naturally born different or whatever and they wind up becoming world famous superstars because they you know come under our wings and get put under huge posters and banners and stuff like that you know we won't talk um about the exploitation that nope. it used to happen. <laughs> no, nope. Greatest Showman was not a true story. E.T. <laughs> Barnum. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, appreciate. You can appreciate the music, but also read a book. And that's what I'm telling. That's why I tell people when it came out. I was like, okay, the music is great, fantastic, costumes are amazing. Yeah. But also do a little bit of research because yeah. P.T. Barnum like, was not it, this. Like, oh my out. god, yay. Yeah, like when it came out, Gaslight did a fan night. We rented an auditorium and told fans to come watch the film with us. But afterwards, we also took some time to tell them, okay, this was awesome. This was a cool circus aesthetic, but also this mm-hmm. is not how he was. 
Especially because, right. and, and even then, like, the movie itself even did some exploitive stuff. Like, there's actually a scene where they CGI'd a, a face of an actual working uh, sideshow performer on somebody else that actually has a following, and the sideshow community was extremely up in arms over it. It's uh, it's that scene where they're wearing a hood and they, like, give him bread or whatever. Uh, that's oh, an actual yeah, person. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they stole that person's yeah. face for the movie, which was fucking disgusting. Yeah. See, so you just do a little research when it comes to things. Mm-hmm. Don't just be like, oh my god, this is amazing. No, just do it. Just do a little search, folks. Do a little research. Yeah. Oh, right. Let's see. What do we have as far as upcoming gigs? What do you have coming up? What it like? And Felicia says that uh, you need to share anything that that um, you know that any anything exciting that comes up with like the your your next gig on Monday because you know we'd love to hear about it, if there's any articles oh, yeah. or anything like that. Share it. We'll I'm totally share it to. with people because you know. Um, but yeah, what have yeah, you got I'm, coming up? Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it gets a, a good bunch of bunch of uh, traction because it's not it's not like a public advertised show. Um, it's not something we like open to the public. It's it's a reserved show for right. that rec center. Um, they said they're expecting about 200 uh, kids and adults with disabilities of various kinds to come wow. to the show. Um, we got the we got in touch with them because of uh, one of our performers used to work with them. And uh, they wanted to do a field day and they called three of us to come out. And we we were there for, I think, about an hour and a half. And we had so much fun with these kids. They were extremely passionate, extremely fun to work with. They loved having us there. We were rock stars to them and meant the world to us. And it it pulled just enough heartstrings that I was like, what if we just did a whole show for them? Because they had a whole ass stage inside the building that they have. So I, I talked to them and I, I, I asked them, I said, do, do circuses or other troops do shows here? And they said, no, they all want money, you know, which is, I mean, I get it. Artists want to eat, stuff like that. But um, they, they got me in the right spot that I told them, I said, I, I would very much love if, if you would have Gaslight Circus again. And we want to do a show on your stage, a full tilt Gaslight show for free for your people because I think they deserve it. So we set that up for Monday. Uh, we booked this months ago. And uh, they're super excited to have us all there. So I'm hoping it, I mean, not for my own ego's sake of like, oh, I want a whole bunch of news and exposure for it. But I actually would like it if the rec center got more attention so that other artists can, you know, maybe consider donating their time and talent to a crowd that otherwise doesn't get that privilege. Right. I mean, I get it. Like, yes, as you know, as a drag artist, I also enjoy eating mm-hmm. and, you know, being able to invest in costumes and yeah. things. But also, like, there are times when it's okay to do things for less. And, exactly. you know, like, you, you don't, like, yes, get paid, but also give back. And, like, and this is what that is. Yeah. yeah. And, and we used to do a show every single year that was a charity show called The Carnival Ball, where we'd give every red cent we made that night to a charity we haven't done one since covid so this is the this is the first one that we've done of these that's kind of in that same spirit and i'm hoping to make it a recurring event where they bring us back every year if if we do a good enough job and they want to bring us back i'm more than happy to keep fulfilling it every single time um because it just it's the right thing to do you know um the the oldest craft a circus performer does is making people happy and sometimes you do that and not get paid and that's okay um, but that's only, right. you know, that's only one show that we have going on. Of course, the next one is, is one that right. you also know about because you've got a show that weekend too, is Fan Fusion. <laughs> We're both stressed out and busy about that. I'm not stressed out at all. It's no. fine. Can't Everything tell. is fine. Totally fine. It's totally fine. 
Uh, yeah, I think um, I think we're on the day. No, I think we're on the same day. Um, we're on at one thirty uh, on Saturday. Are you on Saturday? No, we're on Friday. Oh, cool. Okay, so you have uh, at least the whole drags for Friday there. night. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, because I'm on. We're on a, a, with Wild Geek Magic uh, in one of the northern parts of the building at one thirty. We have a two hour slot, uh, which is cool because last year we got one hour. So this year we get to do like a full like circus production, which is like last year we just did a kind of a variety show with some cosplay elements. This time we can tell a whole story. So um, getting to play with that whole thing, um, playing with the idea of having uh, two hosts, two hosts of the show, myself and one other person, um, that's probably going to be like Loki or something, and is pulling villainous uh, cosplayers out of the multiverse to perform against Gaslight performers. Oh, that's are- awesome. Protecting our multiverse with circus bullshit. That's kind of where we're leaning right now. Good. Then you'll have time to come to the 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 drag show and the burlesque show Friday night. Hundred percent. And you can come to Geek Magic. What what time is it on on Saturday? One one thirty. One thirty. Okay. Perfect. One thirty. There you go. Because I have drag story hour from noon until. Oh, perfect. You can you can come straight down from there. Sounds good. I I'm all about that. Yeah. And the other one we have is also on Fan Fusion. It's it's not a circus gig, but it's a gig that we all do. Um, we're also in charge of the roasts at Fan Fusion, so it's not so much a circus gig, but it's it's us um, saying all the things in public you want to be able to say. But we've been given ah! the clearance to do so for just one hour. That's fantastic. And uh, and so we're roasting Boba Fett this year. Good. That's that. Yeah, that yeah. That'll be. Yeah. That should be fun. That should we be have very lots fun. of material. Oh God, I bet you do, Jesus. Uh, my partner says that she actually met you years ago at Alwyn House, and she yeah. attended some of your shows. Yeah, I, I, I think I remember too. Yeah, because because Alwyn House is, is uh, where I got my start, really doing full blown circus. Because uh, I used to perform with um, a sideshow that shall not be named because I'd rather hang myself than give them publicity. Then there was. Um, joining the uh, Paintproof Punks. Uh, I helped create them. There was like seven of us at the time. Then after that, I kind of went off on my own, went to more of an all-ages platform with Gaslight Circus. And I've maintained a really cool relationship with Alwyn House through all of those shows, all three of those eras of my life as an artist. And uh, Kim and Dana are super cool people that had to create that super unique space in like downtown yeah. Phoenix. Uh, we were there <clears throat> last, last November with the last show that I wrote, which was um, a Zorro parody called The Masked Clown, which was a uh, complete swashbuckling sword parody, almost stabbed my husband, who was the masked clown. I was the villain. Uh, some of the sword play didn't, uh, it, was, it was good. We, we rehearsed it, but there was a segment where um, I'm running at him. And, uh, and if you've been to All One House, you know they have those big metal scaffolding on the sides of the stage. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. I run full yep. tilt at that, and um, he almost misses a beat, and he moves over out of the way right as I go right through, kind of almost see it skim his coat, and I missed this. I was trying to stab through the scaffolding of the stage to get, like, my hand caught or something just for theatrics, and the sword hits the entire scaffolding, and the whole thing just bends completely the whole way. It's a fencing blade, and I'm sitting there going, don't break, don't break, don't break, and I pull it back, and it's fine, but he's, I turn around, and he's staring at me, just going, you just fucking almost stabbed me. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> we're talking about this later oh, sorry my bad mm-hmm. i need to get back into fire i haven't done with fire in years and i'm don't know why i'm like i need to replace torch 
doing stuff with fire again because eh, why not? kind of comes and goes i've noticed yeah you know yeah there's loads of like, and not for it. any other reason just like to have one like some of those skills that you like you keep in your back pocket you know it's like oh, oh yeah, yeah. You no, know, I do yeah. drag. I can, I can do some stilt things. I can do fire. I can do, you know what I mean? It's just one of those things you're like, yeah, no, it's, 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 yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like my, my bread and butter's like magic I mean, and juggling, but I maintain being able to sing just in case I need it. I can't juggle for shit. I have tried to juggle. I can do, I, I, I try to juggle and it either, either lands on me or just my hands don't do the thing. I'm like, okay, juggling is not my game. It, it's it's not for everybody. Some folks get it. Some folks don't. You know, um, I I was super motivated when I was learning how to juggle because I had a pit bull at the time and I knew if I dropped something, I wasn't getting it back. So that was my whole training program fair. was don't drop it because you're never going to see that again. Fair, fair. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, let's see. What have I got coming up? Um, May 4th. Um, a bingo that is supporting story hour at drink me tea room. Um, I will repost, uh, the, uh, ticket link for that both on my Facebook and on the Fifi Facebook. Um, it should be a good time. It is 18 and over. So, you know, no kids. Um, and it's May the 4th. So I'm hoping people will show up in like some sort of weird, mashup of stars and wonderland i'm still trying to figure out how i'm, I'm gonna do that i'm not entirely sure yet if i can we shall see um depending because it's like a week away and my brain is about so um but i believe tickets are like 25 bucks but it goes back to uh drag story hour which is a good organization and also we've got drag story hour happening um both on friday and saturday at noon at fan fusion uh the drag story hour on friday like a fantasy slash fairy tale theme and then um saturday it is like a sci-fi theme so so that should uh that should be fun if you are at uh fan fusion friday and saturday come listen bring your little ones it's all ages it's not we're not going to be like oh you know it's just for kids or whatever it's all ages bring your people bring your littles bring your nuts of littles just come and listen to a story because it'll be fun um and then of course the friday of fan fusion which i believe is june 2nd um is the drag show that is happening that evening and then immediately after the drag show is the burlesque show I am produced, co-producing and performing in the drag show, and then I am emceeing the burlesque show. It's fine. Everything fine. is fine. Everything Just is lean fine. on your co-producer, because he'll love that. Uh, no, the reason I helped, decided to help him was because the poor guy was at his wit's end last year. I'm like, no, I'm going to... Yeah, I, I got no, we, you. we like, love him, though. Yeah. We hung do. out with him yesterday. No, we do. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we do. We definitely do. But last year it was like, I'm watching some of the things that happened and I'm like, all right, Guido, I'm going to help you because number one, you're too nice. <laughs> and number it's a good, two, good quality of his though, sometimes. It, it is not when it comes to dealing with drag performers. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to be like, no music is due this date. And if you don't get it to me by this date, I'm going to cut your number. If you show up late to the show, you're not going on. Period. You don't get to disrespect everybody else's time and expect 
no consequences. That's not going to happen. So, like, mm, yeah, no. So I was like, all right. But so far, so good. I'm like, I'm not worried much. It'll be fine. Yeah, be fine. he had he had great things to say uh, yesterday. Uh, the the Renaissance Festival gave me um, baseball tickets. I don't I'm not a huge baseball fan, but they were like in that pool area by Chase Field. Mm. I've never been in there, so I was like, I texted Guido and and some others, and I was like, y'all y'all want to go to like the richest part of the bougie part of the baseball stadium, just loiter and talk about Khan, and that's all we did. Was we just sat yeah, there? We're like not paying attention to the game at all, just eating all their food, drinking all their booze, and talking about con. That sounds about right. Yeah, the only time I get involved in baseball is if like the Cubs or if I happen to be at the field, I will be yelling at the umpire the whole time. But, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, let's yeah. see, upcoming guess. Oh, Felicia didn't change the name, and it still sounds like Christian vibrant, vibrant voices. It still sounds like something. I don't know what it is. The upcoming guest on May 10th, we have somebody who, according to the show sheet, still sounds like a Christian band. No idea who it is. It'll be fine. Somebody. I'm sure it's all very, very exciting. Super exciting. No idea. Um. Oh, looks like we are already five minutes over. Thank you all for joining the conversation tonight. And thank you for Jero, the jester, for uh, coming on and uh, guest hosting with me. I appreciate you. Happy to thank do you it. for the conversation. Yeah. Thank you for jumping in and and uh, and uh, you know throwing in your two cents yeah. and and conversing. We like it when folks you know come in and actually like talk. We enjoy that. Yeah, and we I mean, enjoy that. And at some point, I'm not talking shit about your guest. It yeah. sounds like a Christian band because it says Christian vibrant and vibrant voices. And, and it sounds religious. Yeah, and, at, and at some point, I mean, <laughs> beyond just sharing screens, at some point, I think folks would be pretty stoked if we shared a stage at some point, I think. I'd be I'd, I'd be here for it. Yep. I think we can make that happen at so some too. point. Totally think we can make that happen. Probably. I'm so here for it. So yep. here for it. Absolutely. Um, make sure that y'all go find uh, Jero on all the social medias. Um, follow him, all of his escapades, go find him at fan fusion, uh, go find him at the Ren fair next year. Um, hella good entertainer. Yes. I did just say hello. You're oh, welcome. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you to all of you who, uh, watched this live tonight. And of course the folks that are watching us on the replay and we've got, Oh, what are your socials? Oh, uh, well you can just find me at, uh, at clown prince AZ on pretty much most social media platforms or gaslightcircus.com. Clown Prince AZ. Clown Prince AZ. Go find Clown Prince. We'll post it on the Fifi page. We'll find it. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and with, uh, with more than 10,000 downloads, thank y'all for listening to the podcast. It's handy sometimes being able to listen and not have to deal with all the mess. We appreciate you. And we will see you uh, next week for your Wednesday night conversation. Um, I actually believe that Felicia will be back next week. Um, if, uh, if not, then I'll be looking for another guest host, but I think that she will be back. Um, hopefully anyway, um, hopefully she's been able to enjoy her, uh, her month off and, you know, do the life stuff that, uh, that sometimes is necessary to do. So we will catch everybody next week and good night.